At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds for Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Uh, we'll be hanging out for the next three hours, talking all things open championship. It's going to be a lot of fun here for these next three hours, Wes. How are we doing on this Sunday, or rather Saturday morning? Actually, I wonder if we want to get to the final round. It's a Saturday morning yes. here on BAA. Well, first of all, I'm glad you said the open championship. That is a cause for debate here at Visa, <laughs> yeah. uh, including one of our executives who's on the British Open side. I am on the Open Championship side, so yes. I'm glad that you're with the right team here on that one, Femi. We got to get it right. I'm, I'm with the RNA. Yes. You know? they, they, yes. said, they said it's the Open Championship. They, uh, I'm going to call it the Open I Championship. I call it what they call it, exactly. <laughs> Mama called him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. So uh, that's how we work it here. And uh, yeah, we, we have a packed leaderboard. I mean, you couldn't probably ask for hardly a better leaderboard here. A lot of guys that have been major championship winners, Rory mm -hmm. McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Dustin and Johnson current leader right now Victor Hovland three under on his round through five holes he is currently 13 under par the outright leader that is about to we would think go away considering Cameron Smith who was the overnight leader who I have at 30 to one has got an eagle on the par five fifth so 12 under par he is one back Rory McIlroy and Cameron Young two back 11 under par Patrick Cantlay who I also have has been a decent little mover today three under through seven he is at 10 under along with Scotty Scheffler and Dustin Johnson, oh Scotty Scheffler just missed his birdie there, Jeez. by the way, on number six. And then uh, low man in the clubhouse, Tommy Fleetwood, nine under, shot 66 this morning. That's one that I also have probably t maybe a little too far back. You never know. But you still got guys out there that I think can can make moves here. So just to run down the updated prices at BetMGM, the co-favorites right now, Rory McIlroy and Victor Hovland at 10 to 3, 333. Cameron Smith, four to one. Cameron Young, plus 750. Scotty Scheffler, plus 850. Dustin Johnson, 10 to one. Patrick Cantley, 10 to one. Then you go down to Jordan Spieth, who, by the way, is four under, I think, on his round on the back nine. He is at 40 mm -hmm. to one, but he still has a few holes to play. You got to think Spieth, if he wants to kind of hang at least a little bit close with this lead group, he's got to get to like 11 under par. So he's probably got a birdie like three of the last five. 
Yeah, yeah, Spieth right now, he's playing pretty well, but like you mentioned, the course has been gettable, and we'll get into all of that here over the next three hours. Make sure to tweet at the show, at VEASAN Live on Twitter, at Wes Reynolds 1 is where you can find Wes, at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. We're going to keep you guys posted on the latest odds in today's third round of the Open Championship. Also, NFL training camp gets underway next week. Hard to believe that, but we'll tackle a lot of topics in the National Football League. Are the Bucks a justified favorite in the NFC? Coach of the Year odds, Tyreek Hill, he says this year's Dolphins team reminds him of the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs. Crazy or maybe not? We tackle that question. NFL training camp coming up so I can hear Femi oh, here uh, you know, the, you the, 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 ju- the juices are flowing, It's been West. a long time <laughs> without you, my friend. Exactly. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. And, I'll, and, we'll and be you're going to see the NFL again next week. Next week, damn it. We're going to have some football <laughs> on the field, and I cannot wait for it. But the football doesn't just stop there. The college ranks as well as we examine the SEC odds, which is led by none other than Alabama. Two days away from the halfway point of the MLB regular season. No better time to check in on the World Series odds than right now. We'll try to find value for the second half of the year at 1030. But first, we begin with Royal St. Andrews, the Open Championship right now. Camp Smith is putting for birdie, so he left it a little long there. Yeah, that eagle yeah, that's opportunity. Not exactly a, that's not exactly a, chi- a tip in right here, and uh, he is going to go not. to the left side. Uh, yeah. That feels got that's... on the green in two and ends up with a five. You could tell there's a little bit of nerves, I think, for yeah. the, for this final group. Both the Camerons, uh, Cameron Smith and Young, you know, showing a little bit of nerves early on, and and you would expect that. Roll it as, in, uh, Spieth. As Spieth rolls it in to yeah. get to eight under par, that now puts him in the top ten. Eight under through thirteen, he is four under on his round today. And we did see in the morning some guys with low rounds that maybe cooled off a little bit. Thomas Peters, I think, at mm-hmm. least had it once nine under. He was my long shot this week at one hundred and thirty to one. So currently t twelve. But yeah, you've got to be, I think, within you know, just a handful of shots. I think it was Justin Ray that said like everybody ever at St. Andrews for the open championship has been at least within three of the lead. But I think when you have so many players stacked on this leaderboard as Cameron Young is going to birdie here, he will take advantage of the par five. So he is now at 12 under par joins Cameron Smith tied for second. Over the last two and a half days now, we've seen uh, the Thursday action, the Friday action, and now we're about midway through this final or third round, I should say, here at Royal St. Andrews. Uh, What's really stood out to you? Because we've seen uh, players go low. We saw Cameron Mm -hmm. Young go low on Thursday, Cameron Smith go low on Friday, and now the course seems pretty gettable, especially for the Open Championship standards. What's kind of stood out to you from what we've seen thus far to this point? Well, what some of the players have given in terms of their observations, you know, post-round over the last couple days, there are some spots in the fairways that are actually a lot firmer than 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 these greens that are faster, I should say, mm-hmm. because these greens, you know, slow greens are, are what you're going to have. That's kind of the order of the day on Lynx golf courses, 10, 10 and a half on the stint meter, maybe not quite as slow as they were last week at Renaissance for the Scottish Open as uh, Victor Hovland trying to open a two shot lead. And he does 14 under now through six That's holes, four, four, straight, under. four straight birdies for Hovland, yes. I believe. Yeah. So uh, Victor Hovland, you know, he was kind of one of those ones that drifted up. He drifted as high as 50 to one in the market. And you looked at the recent form and it's like, he was kind of hot early in the season Mm -hmm. and then really cooled off. And we know what Victor Hovland's issues are. If you watch and follow this tour and follow the golf world in general, just on a week to week basis, we know what his problem is. It's the short game. The short game has got to get better. If you want to be an elite player, I know that there was an observation I was listening to on the telecast. Remember when Dustin Johnson, his weakness was like his wedge game. Mm-hmm. And then he tightened it up as Rory McIlroy pours in a birdie. He is now part of that three-way tie for second, 12 under now through six holes on the tournament. And when you look at it, Victor Hovland does have trouble not only with this putting, but especially like his chipping and, and around the greens. But this course is so wide open where you're not going to get in a lot of trouble unless you hit it in the pot bunker. Yeah. Because you can get out of the rough here. This is not like U.S. Open rough that's going to be four or five inches where it's like, okay, you chop it in there. You're just having to try to get it as close as you can, and you're ended up settling for bogey. So this is a wide-open course where you can be creative, where you know he, he doesn't have to worry necessarily about hitting it in the rough. He doesn't necessarily have to worry about doing a ton of scrambling because you got to do scrambling, but these greens are so big. Yeah, they're, they're massive. Notice, a lot of double greens on this golf course, the old course at St. Andrews, where most weeks when I'm doing the golf column and I'm kind of looking at the dynamics of the course, I'm seeing 
Greens about five thousand, six thousand, and if they're really big greens, about seven thousand or seventy-five hundred square feet. Some of these measure about thirteen and a half thousand square feet. So these greens are absolutely huge. You got double greens on several holes where it's like you're going to have a lot of hundred foot putts mm-hmm. and ninety foot putts, and that's why I think proximity is a little bit more important because you don't want to have those. It's it's the lag putting that's got to be good, and that's why I thought three putt avoidance was going to be a very important statistic this week, and so far it's been proven to be correct. Uh, we talked about it on the Lombardi line in the last segment there. I joined Dave Ross and Michael Lombardi uh, just talking a little open championship. And I asked those guys kind of what the line of demarcation is like, because there could be betters right now who don't have any action, but they see this leaderboard, which looks like an absolute all-star event, star-studded event here. And they might want to get in on the action as we're here in the third round, entering in tomorrow's final round as well. Looking at the odds board right now, I mean, this looks like almost pre-tournament odds, essentially yeah. with Hovland, McElroy, Smith, Scheffler's at 9-1, to Johnson 11-1, to Cantlay 4 14 to one. Would you say that 10 under right now is that line of demarcation of guys who can legitimately win this event? You know, I, I would think so because I think you could kind of see it measured on the odds board yeah. right now at BetMGM. The longest shot that's kind of in that range is Patrick Cantlay, who's I think like three or four groups ahead of the leaders right now. Mm-hmm. He is already through seven holes. He's 14 to one. I got him pre-tournament at around 25 to one. So. I still think that that's a fair price. Jordan Spieth is on that first page, as is Terrell Hatton, and they are 40 to 1 because they are currently now six off the lead, as Victor Hovland did get that to 14 under par. But mm-hmm. I know everybody wants to score like on a long shot because you see like some names down there. Like you see Xander Schauffele at 200 to 1 right now. It's like, oh my God, Xander Schauffele, he was the hottest player in the world. But then you've got to really dig down the leaderboard. And it's like, man, he's just so far back. It's like, he's yeah, got to pass scrolling. so I was like, many guys on this leaderboard to be able to get going. And I'm actually yeah. scrolling down. I actually think he's falling off. Yeah, the he's, yeah, th- he's, two, th- he's three th- under. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely not worth <laughs> I thought it. I, I thought the first I thought time I might've been like five or six under <laughs> or something. I was like 200 to one, maybe you ought to be 400 to one. So, you know, I know everybody likes to hit these bombs and because it's so wide open, you have so many guys, at least on the periphery of the mix. But when you get to Sunday, especially because that's what you got to think about. You can't just think about today's round. You can't just yeah. think about in the moment. You got to think about Sunday's round. And it's like, OK, now you're getting into that major championship pressure. Now the money's on the line on Sunday. The mm-hmm. Claret Jug and being the right to be called champion golfer of the year is on the line. So the news starts tightening like around all these guys. I mean, <laughs> all these guys are feeling the pressure. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Rory McElroy. I don't care if you're Scheffler or DJ who have won major championships before it starts to get a little, a little tight. And that's what you worry about with guys that have never been here before. But you've got a couple guys that certainly have major championship pedigree that we expect, I should say, to win major championships. Hovland, Cameron yeah. Smith, Cameron Young, Cantlay, who have never done it before, who I think eventually are going to do it. But is it this time? And, and just with so many contenders, I think so condensed, it is really hard, I think, to go much further maybe than Spieth or Hatton at this standpoint. Yeah, the, uh, the low round right now on the course is Kevin Kisner. Uh, he's in that clubhouse right now. Seven under. He shot that Fleetwood. The guy that you're on, he's six under was his day. So Fleetwood now at nine under for the tournament there. But it does feel like based on the conditions, you got to be within three to four strokes right. of this thing. Otherwise, you're just not going to catch up. There's not going to be enough holes. So left. you don't want to ignore the Spiefs and the Siwoo Kims yeah. and the Hattons, but it, if you're doing that, you need a birdie barrage yes. on the back nine where you're going to need four or five in a row that they're going to birdie in that middle of the back nine to really get in contention here. Yeah, and Spieth right now, like, he still has seven holes left to play, or uh, uh, sorry, five holes left to play. So maybe He's got to he get can, in maybe about 11. Yeah, if he can get in on 11 or so, and we know the open chance Championship. He's played well here in the past. He's mm. won it in the past. So uh, don't count out Jordan Spieth. You know, he always has that magic with those hands around the green. So we'll see what he can do here. But on the other side, we'll continue the discussion with the Open Championship. Third round action over at Royal St. Andrews. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out with Wes Reynolds here, talking all things the Open Championship, third round going on over at Royal St. Andrews. And we talked about it a little bit in the first segment, but I think this is a really good time um, to just discuss live in-play wagering as it pertains to golf, because a lot of people do it with football. Basketball is another sport where it can be really volatile. Uh, Baseball as well, with how much time you have between pitches. But golf, it's a little bit different. And and you touched on it, how you're not just betting on what's going to happen today, but you're also having to keep in mind what's going to happen tomorrow with the final round here. So how do you, for the novice bettors who might just be getting into this for the first time, how do you approach betting golf in play? Yeah, and I think a lot of it depends on what you might have, at least pre-tournament. Uh, and I got to interrupt. What a shot. Cameron Smith, by the way, hit it on a completely other oh, hole. Oh, did he save himself? Yes, and it looks like he at least might be able to save par here, surprisingly Oof. enough, because what a shot that went way left. And all these guys on the other green are like, where'd that ball come from? But uh, <laughs> back to what we were talking about here, it depends on like what you have pre-tournament or how deep you went on a card like you know, you're looking at, okay, I might have outrights on like three of the top six. Mm-hmm. Do I just let it sit or do I add somebody, you know, as kind of a saver? I almost, I, I use the term saver because that's a term used in horse racing where it's like, okay, I have like a pick, you know, those pick four tickets and whatnot where it's like, well, I got to use the favorite here as kind of a saver, you know, so I can yeah. advance. And that's what you maybe could do if you wanted to take like a favorite right now. And one of the favorites would be Roy McElroy plus 260 actually is the favorite of bet MGM, Victor Hovland three to one. And then you go down the board, but. But I think what you want to do, you got to look at what your options are, and they're going to vary from book to book. Like at BetMGM right now, the numbers that we are giving primarily through this broadcast are to win the event. Mm -hmm. Who's going to have the Claret Jug and be the champion golfer of the year at the end of Sunday afternoon tomorrow? So that's one way to bet it. But you also could bet like – Leader after the third round. I know BetMGM has that up right now, for example, and I'll run just a couple numbers just to illustrate the point. Victor Hovland plus 125, Rory McIlroy three to one. So that's to be the third round leader at the end of today. And then there are other prices down the board. And then you've got to look to see, okay, are they going to let you bet in play top fives and top tens? I think there's a couple. I don't see it right now at BetMGM, but there are a couple out there that will let you do that. So it really depends a lot on your end game, what you have done maybe pre-tournament. And then there are some people that just want to do in play. Yeah. 
that that don't necessarily want to have you know pre-tournament outright. So I think that that's a good way to get involved. And then of course there's always round by round matchups. There's going to be round four matchups that'll be priced after the conclusion of today's round. So that's one way to get involved, and that's what I usually recommend for a lot of new golf betters. Is like, okay, just take the matchup because then you don't got to beat a field. You got to beat one guy. You got to have one guy mm-hmm. beat another guy, and that's the easiest way to kind of get involved. It's almost like, you know, I use the horse racing analogy. Don't necessarily get too deep into the exotics if you're really new and don't know what you're doing. Bet to win the race. Just have a good old-fashioned win bet. So that's how kind of how I treat like matchup bets. But yeah, when when you're when you're doing in play, obviously you can't just go on what you see last. And that's one thing, you know, in terms of how I approach in game. A lot of people are gonna say, like, let's say we get to an NFL game this fall. And then it's okay, seven to seven. Both teams score on the first drive. It's like, oh my God, over, over, over. And then all of a sudden you're paying a tax to bet the over. No, you more often than not maybe want to come in on the under. You got to look at the circumstances of what happened. Okay, mm-hmm. was the seven a kickoff return? Yeah. Was it a short field where, okay, they threw an interception and then a team starting their drive first and 10 from inside the red zone? Then it's not like both teams just stormed down the field with an easy, quick drive like it was the Bills and the Chiefs <laughs> last year in the playoffs or something like that. So you always got to look at the circumstances. So the, the, the way I approach it, you want to, if you want to get value, you want to be anticipatory. And that's what I was talking about. Not just the, uh, the results of today, but think, what do you believe is going to happen tomorrow? Who you're, you think is going to withstand the pressure? Looking at some of the numbers, like if you're looking, if you have access to strokes gain data or something like that, that's where you can maybe evaluate and make, I think, a, a more informed decision. But a lot of times it's going on a hunch and it's going to say, okay, somebody drifted up a little bit. Like right now, DJ 12 to one. He was like, you know, what, three or four to one when he made those two birdies today to get within uh, 11 under. But he's kind of drifted a little bit, hit a rough patch in his round. So maybe that's the time you want to buy low and then sell high, I think. And I know that that's an overused term, but it definitely works in in-play betting. Do you think, because you mentioned how you talked about betting either to be the round leader or to also win the tournament, or which market do you think has a little bit more better value? Is it to be bet on somebody to be the end of round leader today or would it be to ultimately bet on who's going to hold the Claret Jug? You know, it, it would probably be the the end of round three leader, at least, because it's more short term because there's less variance because obviously there's less time yeah, and there's less results because like the leaders right now, I think the final group is now through six holes. So you got 12 holes to play mm-hmm. basically for this final group. And, you know, tomorrow anything can happen because look, especially with the open championship, there's always weather. Yes. And I mean, the wind, the wind could blow like crazy tomorrow. We don't yeah. know. Or and that's a great rel- point to make, especially about this particular event. Yeah. Like it could be relatively benign. Like it was this morning. I mean, now it's overcast out there, but it was bright and sunshiny uh, it was beautiful. when the leaders were teeing <laughs> off. It was like ideal weather. I mean, they were talking about on the broadcast that, you know, people out here wearing flip-flops. Usually you've, you've watched open championships mm-hmm. enough in the past where it's like, they're in parkas, sweatshirts. We, we saw on Thursday in round one, these guys are wearing like hoodies. I mean, old Tom Morris would be rolling over in his grave. It's like you're supposed to wear the tie and the the shirt and, and the jacket, almost like you were wearing a suit out there back in the late 1890s, early 1900s. But yeah, these guys were wearing hoodies out there. I mean, casual as casual can be. And now you see these guys just wearing the normal wear like they would wear on a normal event, short sleeve shirt, not wearing sweaters, not wearing rain jackets. So this weather has changed just within the last couple days, and it could change again tomorrow. All of a sudden we see the wind start howling, plus you add to the fact that you've got nerves with all these yes. guys. Yeah, and I think that's going to kick in, especially if somebody like Victor Hovland is leading after 54 holes, never won a major. How's mm-hmm. he going to hold up being yeah. in that final pairing at a major now? So he's going to look like fadeable in the market because yes. it's like, okay, you got Rory breathing down your neck. And it's like eventually Rory's going to cash one of these bad boys in. Keep in mind, it's been eight years since he's won a major, 2014 at Valhalla for the PGA. But Rory has been there, done that. Scotty Scheffler has been there, done mm-hmm. that. Dustin Johnson's been there, done that. Victor Hovland is not, even though he does save par here at number seven. So Victor Hovland and Rory McIlroy, even though Rory two back, 
the co-favorites right now at BetMGM plus 275. So for the folks who are listening and watching right now, if you haven't already noticed, you should notice by now the West is really sharp when it comes to golf and a lot of other sports as well, but golf in particular. He's a third of our Long Shots podcast here at VEASAN where you can get it wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to tune into that. Those guys are pumping out winning outright tickets every week, it feels like. But you mentioned some of the stats that you looked at that might be predictive. Uh, strokes gained, and that's one that's usually universally known as mm-hmm. the one that people like to look at. Is there something within there? Is it strokes gained approach? Is that what you're mainly looking at there? And maybe some of the other fadeable stats like strokes gained putting, knowing that putting can sometimes be volatile. Most weeks it is approach, Femi, but I was looking at the numbers last night. And I was like, man, this approach hasn't really been indicative like it is normal weeks because you have so many of these par fours that are under 400 yards. Mm-hmm. You have several par fours, not just one or two. You have several of these that are relatively drivable, especially if you've got the wind at your back, that are drivable par fours where you're button for eagles, so all of a sudden you're not having an approach shot. Or your approach shot is maybe like a 20-yard pitch yeah. or something, so that counts for strokes gain around the green and not approach. So I still think you want to look at scrambling, putting, as you mentioned, does have some variance. We've kind of seen it a little bit with Cameron Smith this morning. But what I looked at, what I when I looked at last night, what most of the leaders have been very proficient at, at least through two rounds, strokes gained off the tee, I think, has absolutely mattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, scrambling has absolutely mattered. Strokes gained around the green has mattered. And approach, which is usually kind of like the mainstay that's stat, the one, yeah. because that's your iron play. And that's usually going to stay the most consistent of everything approach hasn't really mattered because of just the dynamics of the course. Yeah, no, that's interesting to point out that course to course, different things matter. And there's so many things that factor into golf betting like you've outlined already here, uh, the course and what, what game suits best and all those types of things. I know a lot of people made the comparisons almost to Augusta National, that this is almost plays some similar ways to Augusta National. Now the fairways are much wider here. Mm-hmm. It's not as narrow as what you typically see at Augusta. So maybe that's opened things up for some guys like a Cameron Smith who can sometimes get a little wayward with the tee shot has now been able to play really well so far as he's two off of the lead. So, so many things that you have to keep in mind when in-game betting golf here to where it's it's tricky. It's not as mm-hmm. easy as just picking out a winner and say, oh, let me bet the favorite at plus 250, mm-hmm. and then I can go home and, and cash my ticket there. A lot factors in, and all it takes is one shot to really flip those odds here in a golf tournament. So, it's going to be a fun, fun final day here for the third round, and of course, tomorrow's action as well, the final round of this Open Championship. A lot to get to, and a lot of star-studded players atop the leaderboard. On the other side we go to the nfl here tom brady and the bucks how are they going to do in 2022 we discuss it next this is betting across america on vsin the sports betting network Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here, hanging out at the South Point Hotel and Casino, talking all things Open Championship. But let's put that to the side right now. Third round going on over at Royal St. Andrews and talk a little football, because as Wes joked, uh, football has been gone for too long, for me at least, <laughs> and now it is on the horizon. As training it never camp. really leaves, it doesn't but really it does leave, seem yeah. like it, you're, you're kind of at arm's length. <laughs> it leaves for like three days, it felt like, this offseason. The offseason really was never an offseason with all the, the storylines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come, come to me. Uh, training camp gets underway next week here in Las Vegas with the Raiders Hall of Fame game, I believe, in about three weeks, which is just wild to even think about. So let's use that opportunity to talk a little Tampa Bay Buccaneers and specifically Tom Brady, who did the, the zigzag theory almost there with his retirement, mm-hmm. retired in late January, then came back on Selection Sunday, as many uh, have noticed and known. Um, but it, it was an interesting kind of offseason for Brady, who had the 40-day retirement, now is back. Bruce Arians retires for the Buccaneers as a head coach. But here's a quote from Tom Brady when he was asked about how long he'll play in the NFL. He said, quote, I would say it's a year to year thing. Could this be my last year? Absolutely. Could I change my mind? Absolutely. I've realized I don't have five years left. Uh, That's nice of you to realize as you're about to turn 45 years Mm -hmm. old later on in, I think, August or September here. But with Brady and the Bucks now, eventually he has to fall off. One would think 
But last year, he didn't show any signs of slowing down, led the league in touchdown right. passes. What do you make of Brady and this Bucks team now as we enter 2022, the third year for Brady playing in Tampa Bay now, but now with the coaching change, Todd Bowles in after Arians retires? Well, I mean, look, they're the rightful favorite, I think, in the AFC South, or NFC South, I should say. You should make them the favorite. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that have come back. You can't bring everybody back. So, you know, Gronk is like, okay, I'm good. I'm not coming back. I did this once before. I'm going to go to the second stage of but, my life. But do we believe him? I don't know. Maybe he gets <laughs> maybe he gets that itch in week five or week six, you know, doing what he's doing and say, hey, I can come back out and make some more money. Yeah. Look, I got a job probably somewhere in entertainment or in television mm-hmm. doing something because, you know, he's kind of the, the lovable dumb jock character, I think, for a lot of people. So he'll have some kind of career, certainly after football. But you look at, at the Bucks, even though that they made that change in terms of coaching and Bruce Arians gets bumped upstairs into in terms of an advisory role, maybe there was some tension there between Brady and Arians, and mm-hmm. maybe once that happened, it was like, okay, I'll come back. So Todd Bowles was the defensive coordinator. He moves the head coach. But – the offensive brain trust is basically still the same. Byron Leftwich is the OC. Clyde Christensen is the quarterback's coach. Uh, Christensen also worked with Peyton Manning during the Dungy era for the Colts. So, you know, there's a lot of continuity there, I think, at least with these coaches. Uh, I don't believe there is an official defensive coordinator. Larry Foote, I know, is on the staff. But Todd Bowles still probably going to call the defense yeah. even as, as the head coach. And you see that at various teams throughout the league. So the continuity, I think, is is absolutely there on the coaching staff. So I don't think that they're going to necessarily miss a beat from that standpoint, but you just wonder because it's always like you're fighting against father time here, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, when are we going to see that regression? And we didn't see it last year because you're like, okay, we know it's coming. We know it's coming. We know it's coming. But the guy, you know, 67.5% completion, 43 to 12 TD to INT ratio. So you wonder when it's going to happen. But he's got plenty of weapons, of course. Mike Evans, Godwin, uh, Russell Gage now comes in. Uh, You have Braid at tight end. You have... Leonard Fournette at running back. Uh, no Ron Jones, but they do add Bernard. Uh, they do add the kid White that they drafted in mm-hmm. the third round. So the talent is obviously there. And I think that this is a veteran team. So you would think that this is going to be the favorite. Now, I think New Orleans is going to give them a little bit more of a challenge than I think the market thinks. Yeah, it's interesting with their betting odds. When you look at their profile here, the Bucks are the favorites to win the NFC at plus 325 plus 750 to win the Super Bowl, minus 300. So heavy, heavy odds on favorites to win the NFC South, and rightfully so. To make the playoffs, you got to lay $6 there to win 100. Uh, The no, plus 425. The win total sitting at 11.5, and that's juiced minus 10 both ways there. Do you see any value on this Bucks betting board here, or is this kind of a game-to-game team and then wait to see. Maybe there's some buy spots later on in the regular season. That's the way I'm probably going to treat it. I think 11.5 is a pretty big number in terms of uh, going over, if anything. And that's what it was last year, yeah. yeah, If anything, I might slightly lean to the under because if you look, they've got a lot of big marquee games to start the season. Mm -hmm. They go to Dallas, Sunday night football in week one, opening week. Then you got to go to New Orleans, division rivalry, obviously, and you've got a New Orleans team that I think wants to say, hey, we're still here. We've got a new coach, Dennis Allen, promoted from defensive coordinator. They've committed to Jameis Winston. Michael Thomas is going to be back. I don't know how long Alvin Kamara is going to be out, but nevertheless, that's a big divisional road game early in the season. And then you have Green Bay coming in, Rodgers against Brady. That's always a headliner. Kansas City coming in. So the first four weeks, You've got a lot of tough games. You get that home game with Atlanta, and then you got kind of a tricky game on the road at Pittsburgh and then at Carolina. Who knows what Carolina is going to be? So this is not necessarily an easy schedule early on for Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. to me, it's it's not easy early on. Now, the division, you at least feel comfortable because they're – head and shoulders above the rest of the you, teams. You would in think that, thing, that but, more than likely, yeah. I, I would guess at least five and one in the division, potentially four and two, yeah. but yeah, the they Saints, sweep the, Atlanta and they sweep Carolina and they split with New Orleans. New Orleans has been the bugaboo since Tom Brady arrived yeah. in Tampa Bay there. Yeah. They have yet to beat them in the regular season. They won the playoff game back in the 2020 season, and but the regular season. badly they, in yeah, some they, of those Embarrassed games in a lot of these games here. I mean, the shutout game that cost, night. cost Brady the MVP. He was going to roll to the MVP award and they get shut out nine to nothing there with Dennis Allen as the as the head coach because Sean Payton was out for that game due to COVID. We'll get into Sean Payton in the next segment. But this Bucks team, it feels like on paper, 
they're a justifiable favorite, but you mentioned all the signs of the father time eventually coming. It's got to come eventually because father time is undefeated, but mm-hmm. father time's toughest test has definitely been, been Tom Brady. he father time's butt. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to give him his props and his respect and yeah. the proper credit because he keeps beating it back somehow, some way. And, you know, he's got a lot of help. Obviously, these are the most weapons I think he's had offensively, certainly more than mo- pretty much most or if not all of the New England years yeah. with uh, Evans and with Godwin. I mean, you start there, that's one of the best receiving tandems in the league. Yeah, I think the 2007 Patriots team with Randy Moss, that's the only Patriots team that had an absurd amount of weapons, and you saw him put up a record-setting season with 50 touchdown passes. But ever since he got into Tampa Bay, they at least have these guys to help keep him young or younger, one might say there, um, in Tampa. But this team... Is there a challenger, and who is the top challenger for them in the NFC? Because we're talking about the Bucs as the favorite. They didn't win the Super Bowl. In fact, they lost to the L.A. Rams not once but twice last year, once in the regular season and then the playoff game in the divisional round. Is the Rams, is that the team that you would point to to be the toughest test for the Bucs, or is there another team in the NFC that you think could give them a difficult time? I think the Rams are probably the obvious one, and certainly they they, they should be. I think that they've improved in certain positions, you know, bringing in Bobby Wagner and mm-hmm. bringing in uh, also uh, Robinson at receiver from the Bears. So I think when you look at it, the Rams would be kind of the obvious choice because there is the cohesiveness there. There was a little bit of rumors like right after they won the Super Bowl game, which coach is McVeigh going to go to broadcasting? Is Aaron Donald going to retire? And then they're like, no, we got a pretty good team here. But <laughs> you look at the, at the strength of schedule, though, the thing about the Rams, I looked at, uh, I think it was Warren Sharps, and you could look pro football focus. There's a few others that have different metrics. Warren Sharp gives the Rams the second toughest schedule in all of the NFL. So look, when you're the Super Bowl champion, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. You're going to get a tough schedule. So the Rams certainly have that, but the NFC is just so wild. You know, like there are very few top heavy teams really mm-hmm. in the NFC. So this could be the years where you get a dark horse because the AFC is so stacked. I mean, you can make case for what eight to 10 teams, maybe making it out of there, getting on the run at some point. But if you look at the NFC, I would say if you're going to go at the dark horse, I actually do like the Minnesota Vikings Uh-oh. this year. You get on the Vikings train? I, I, I am because, and, and by the way, Kevin O'Connell comes from that Rams staff, yeah. uh, now going to be the head coach. Kirk Cousins finally gets an offensive coach because mm-hmm. I think what kind of held Minnesota back, Mike Zimmer, excellent defensive coach, but didn't run, didn't run that 11 personnel very often and ran the ball maybe a little bit too much, even when Dalvin Cook was injured. And it's like, man, you've got – Justin Jefferson, and you've got Adam Thielen and Osborne. You've got a really talented receiving core. Your running back room's arguably one of the best in the NFL with Cook and Madison that you don't just have to run the ball. You can also use them in the passing game. So Minnesota, if you're looking at somebody down the board, because I think everybody kind of points to the Tampa Bay, the Rams, and maybe Dallas at Philadelphia is getting a little bit of buzz. Green Bay is not getting buzzed, but they're almost a default. Yeah, they're always going to be there because they're going to get enough action, I think, from the betters. They have enough fans and enough supporters all over the country. But a dark horse in the NFC, I do think, are the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it can be an interesting team with the new head coach there with Kevin O'Connell, like you mentioned. uh, It opens up a number of possibilities for this Vikings team. It's not going to be the same old Zimmer squad, although those teams were money with the teasers there because Zimmer, he might not have won a lot of games. He kept them all close. He kept them all close, which if if you're you're betting on teasers, Mm -hmm. that is the team that you want to throw into your leg. Vikings could be a good teaser like week one there against the Packers as they're two and a half They're going to be on probably several of my teasers in week one little taste there from West Reynolds football season. See, he's ready for it as well. It's not just me. <laughs> On the other side, we'll discuss Sean Payton. He had some interesting comments and some teams that might be eyeing him for next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. 
In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code VSIN200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM all season long. Sign up today with the king of sports books. Eligibility restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Real quick, Wes, you want to give us a little bit of an update on what's going on in the third round action over at Royal St. Andrews. Yeah, still your leader is one Victor Hovland, 14 under par. He is plus 250, but the same odds as Rory McIlroy, who is two back, also at plus 250. Cam Smith, 12 under par. The only guy in red figures right now amongst this group of seven, but he is currently plus 450. 12 under par Patrick Cantlay a few groups ahead he's already on the back nine he's not sitting too poorly he's three back 10 to 1 at BetMGM DJ just makes a birdie as Eagle just missed here on number nine he is at 11 to 1 currently at 11 under par Scotty Scheffler still even par on his round today 10 under yeah. so he's drifted up to 14 to 1 that's why I sighed there I was yeah. like come on Scotty yeah, you gotta Cam- start rolling these in man yeah exactly yeah you don't want to make too many pars today Cameron Young by the way he is even bar on his round today 11 under he is currently 16 to 1 so those are all like the seven that are right there in contention. Tommy Fleetwood, leader in the clubhouse at nine under par. You still see a couple guys down there like Matt Fitzpatrick. He is at eight under, 33 to one. Terrell Hatton, 50 to one. But basically, we've got seven guys kind of all right mm-hmm. there in double digits under par. Really, really stacked leaderboard here. We joked about it, how it almost resembles a pre-tournament odds board. When you look at the num- the names and the numbers that we see mm-hmm. right now here for this third round of the Open Championship, we'll get into that more in depth in the next segment. But want to stay in the NFL here because Sean Payton, recently retired head coach, spent a lot of years in New Orleans, won a Super Bowl with the Saints there. Is now he's working for Amazon at, at last check. There is doing the mm-hmm. studio show for the Thursday night football deal that Amazon will have this upcoming year. But there's reports that he could be eyeing a return to the NFL in 2023. Now, the teams that he's been linked to, the Dallas Cowboys, of course, a team that he has been linked to because of the relationship that Peyton has with the Jones family, was an offensive coordinator back then in 2005 under Bill Parcells when he was in Dallas. The Miami Dolphins, also a team that's linked to Sean Payton after the discussions of maybe them trying to trade to get him, mm-hmm. the, trying to maybe pair Payton with Brady in Miami there, Stephen Ross trying to pull those power moves. But another team that has been linked to Sean Payton is the L.A. Chargers. 
which is really, really interesting because Brandon Staley is entering year number two there in Los Angeles. And Peyton, I believe he has a daughter that lives in the L.A. area, so maybe that's why the Chargers uh, might be attractive to him. But what do you make of Sean Payton's potential return in 2023? Well, who is putting that rumor about Sean Payton and the mm-hmm. Chargers? Dave Ross, <laughs> since he's such a big fan of Brandon Staley, uh, der- derisively calls him the boy genius. That's a point of contention between us because yeah. I'm kind of a Brandon Staley guy, and I think he got a bad rap just because the guy goes for it and it doesn't work doesn't mean it was the wrong decision but anywho I understand obviously he has family in the area you just look at Sean Payton though he's only 58 years old Mm -hmm. so he still feels like he can probably coach I mean now some guys when they retire they end up kind of saying, hey, I like retired life. I like not having the pressure. But yeah. Bill Cowher was one of them. Yes, absolutely. I don't know if Sean Payton necessarily is going to go that route. I think he's going to take one more crack, you know, kind of a la Jimmy Johnson. And this is so funny because when I see Dolphins, Cowboys on this list together, obviously <laughs> you think Jimmy Johnson yep. lived in Miami, did return to the Miami Dolphins. But, yeah, I, I don't think – I think Sean Payton, you know, is going to try TV and say, hey, if I like it, you know, maybe this is – something that I want to do. Uh, and, you know, being in the studio for Amazon, I think is a nice way to kind of get his feet wet because it's so experimental because they're doing this obviously for the first time and really becoming, I think, a, a major player in terms of television rights for the National Football League. But if you look at Peyton, and by the way, he is still under contract, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, with the Saints. So you got to work out some kind of compensation. Yeah, it'd be like a trade with with, with Gail Benson down there in New Orleans. But uh, you know, Dallas has always made sense because of his history there in Dallas, and the fact that him and Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones have a very good relationship. The fact that Mike McCarthy, I think. You know, you're kind of always on the hot seat when you're the Dallas Cowboys head coach, mm-hmm. but but Mike McCarthy especially. I think a lot of people have been disappointed, but Dallas isn't going to have, you know, Dallas Cowboys never have a shortage of suitors for that position. Kellen Moore, obviously, is somebody that yep. you would think is going to be a head coach either down there or somewhere in the National Football League. But, look, I don't think Sean Payton is done by any stretch of the imagination. I think – he just kind of reached the end of the road there in New Orleans. And it's like it was a very successful relationship. You won the Super Bowl in the 2009 season and the fact that he made them a perennial contender. But I think that's what happens. It kind of reached the end there where it's like, you know what, maybe it's best for uh, you to move on and us to move on. And it just reached the end down there in New Orleans, going to try to get it back with Dennis Allen. But I still think that he has some coaching in him. So I don't think that he is going to go the Bill Cowher route. So Cowboys obviously make sense. Now, Miami just hired a new head coach, mm-hmm. uh, Mike McDaniel. McDaniel from San Francisco, who was very well thought of. And people liked what he did as a coordinator out there in San Francisco, even though Kyle Shanahan calls the plays. But, you know, is Miami going to make that big of a change? So, you know, it might not be next year. I know he's eyeing for next year, but if he's eyeing for next year, what's the most likely of these jobs to open? Of I mean, those three, I think it would be Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, it's Dallas. 100% it's Dallas. And it's interesting as we have the McCarthy discussion now because Mike McCarthy, it feels like ever since Dak Prescott got hurt in 2020, has been on the hot seat, mm-hmm. which is probably not fair to Mike McCarthy. You know, it's like this is entering year three as a Dallas Cowboys head coach. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not the biggest Mike McCarthy fan. I think that they could do better at head coach, as we've seen the Green Bay Packers do a lot of but better. They could at, probably but do. They worse could do worse too. than Mike McCarthy as well, because you think about McCarthy's tenure so far. He had the 2020 season, which I mean, that was the COVID year, being a first uh, uh, first year for you as the head coach of a team during that season. Probably difficult, I would imagine. Then Dak Prescott gets hurt, season goes off the rails which would happen to a lot of coaches when your quarterback gets injured. And then last year, they were 12-5, and five, had one of the top three point differentials, won the division. Now they had the ugly playoff loss to the 49ers there uh, where they had so many penalties, and they looked like a poorly coached team. But those are the two years that are on McCarthy's resume here in Dallas. They're the favorite once again to win the division. Is this a little preemptive, trying to push McCarthy out of town in Dallas, or do you think that something could be there? And especially if they start off slow this year, then it really cranks up the temperature. I think that there is some there there. I don't want to say like the sea is scorching, but mm-hmm. at least it's warm. It's warm. At least it's definitely it's warm. simmering. Yeah. You know, it's especially not with quite... Sean Payton lingering. Now, if Payton wasn't yeah. lingering out there, yeah. maybe it wouldn't be as warm, but with Payton lingering, because it's warm. We've always felt Sean Payton to the Dallas Cowboys. They're like this has been out there for years. Yeah. That their relationship. And it's like if it's gonna happen, it seems like the timing finally gets right, perhaps in this offseason. Now, you know, I think if Dallas gets to like the NFC championship game let's 
let's say, and doesn't mm-hmm. get to the Super Bowl, at least they could say, hey, we're right on the precipice, yeah. you know, and to give Mike McCarthy a chance to get us over the hump. And if he doesn't, then we can move on with Sean Payton or Kellen Moore, whoever they want to move on with in Dallas. But I just, when I look at other hot seat coaches, like I think there are other hotter seats in the NFL than in Dallas. I mean, you got rule in Carolina. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's scorching. I, I would think Arizona should be a lot hotter with Cliff Kingsbury. Which is funny that you bring that up because they just signed him to the extension mm-hmm. this off season. So, yeah. And this is a guy that they haven't had playoff success there. And they always tail off in the mm-hmm. second half of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that was kind of bizarre to me. Uh, you know, Pete Carroll, I was, when, you know, Pete Carroll's now in his seventies. So it's like, mm-hmm. he could retire any year now. And I think Pete Carroll could get some TV work after his career is done. I was surprised he came back this year yeah. that him and John Schneider came back. So, uh, you know, Pete Carroll is one you want to look at. And I think uh, on our list here, I think this from that bleacher report uh, report, Frank Reich, could be, it's getting, it's getting uh, warm. you know, could be uh, because the Colts, I think, are kind of been stuck a little bit. Part of the reason is because they switch quarterbacks every year yeah. and they just haven't had, a, you know, a successor really to Andrew Luck. You know, they went Brissett and they went Rivers. Then they went Wentz. Now they're going with Matt Ryan this year. So they just haven't had that successor. But but I could kind of see that. Now, when I saw Brandon Staley, I was like, man, this is his second year. Because Brandon Staley, and I know we got Coach of the Year uh, odds from BetMGM. Mm-hmm. He was a guy I was looking at 16-1 to 1 because I really liked the Chargers this year. I think that was his first year. He's going to do things a little differently because people are like, oh, he's just a slave to the analytics. And, and I don't think, I don't that think that's he, necessarily yeah. true. I think when he does something and he goes for it, you know, instead of kicking the field goal and he goes for a touchdown, it doesn't work even though the numbers say it's the right decision it's like oh he's an idiot because it didn't work out or my bet didn't cash or whatever but I think Brandon Staley is going to be a good coach in this league. This guy's a smart guy. He shouldn't be on the hot seat at all, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone associates Brandon Staley with the analytics. I think a lot of the decisions were just kind of his gut decisions. It was math, and it was his gut decisions of, I think we should go for it here. I think that he's somebody who likes to take risks by nature, Mm -hmm. similar to Dan Campbell as well with the Detroit Lions. On the other side, we start hour number two going back overseas to Royal St. Andrews. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.